Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Now, Uncommon Sense with Leland Conway on 630 KHOW, Denver's talk station. Cause you ain't got a lot of time Don't you act surprised When it all goes to hell on your dime Alright, before we get into uh, The Broomfield City Council Trying to take your guns away uh, 630K, how Denver's talk station I am Leland Conway You can text the show directly 57739 Text Leland to 57739 You can also reach us on our email It is I hate Leland show At gmail.com i hate leland and for you haters that keep trying to spell my name like the baristas do at starbucks it's not l-e-i or l-e-y or l-e-e it's l-e-l-a-n-d i hate leland show at gmail.com make it happen all right um before we get into the uh, broomfield thing i just want to play a couple more sound bites from the oral arguments before the supreme court on the 303 creative case uh, Justice Neil Gorsuch confronting the Colorado Solicitor General Eric Olson about denying service based on religious beliefs. I'm looking for the distinction between the two cases. One you say is okay, the other one not okay. Because the company, unlike our first example of the, the speechwriter, yeah. the company here says in no uncertain terms will they ever sell a company, a, a, a product or a service to a same-sex couple. No, what they sites. say is we will not sell to anyone, anyone. A, a message that I disagree with as a matter of religious faith. Okay, hold on a second. I got I to gotta interrupt here. Okay. <laughs> How can the Colorado Solicitor General be this bad at his job? He has to know that this is wrong. Ever sell a company, a, a, a product or a service to a same-sex couple? He has to know he's... He ha- I mean, I don't want to accuse the guy of lying, but he has to know that's not true, which would mean that he's lying. How does he? That's never been the case. Lori Smith has never said that she will never service, provide any service whatsoever to anybody who is homosexual. She has never said that. She has never said that, and she has, in fact, confirmed that she has done. She has done work for people that are in the LGBTQ community. I don't. I mean, I don't mean to interrupt, but I'm just like, how can he be so wrong at this point? You're in front of the Supreme Court of the United States. This isn't Judge Wapner's court. This is the real deal, dude. Ever sell a company a a, a product he, he, or service? He, he states it like a fact here. The company here says, in no uncertain terms, will they ever sell a company a a a, a product or a service to a same sex couple? No. And and by the way, there's a there's I'll get to the rest of this audio in a second. But there's a there's a more <clears throat> interesting subplot to this question. This is rather interesting. The context of the question is. If you're a very good speech writer, could you be compelled to write a speech about something you fundamentally disagree with? 
That's the context of the question. And then it's comparing that to the expressive work that 303 Colorado does. And Colorado State's argument is that the two are not the same. Because, But the, the, the reason why they're arguing this way, they've been caught in a rhetorical trap, so to speak, because they're, on one hand, smart enough to recognize that I could, I don't know, Super Shoe agree, and I agree on so much. I'm trying to think of something here. Super Shoe, do you like pumpkin pie? I do. I love Perfect. pumpkin okay, pie. Okay, there yeah. we go. All, All right. right, so we disagree on pumpkin there pie. There we go. I, I think okay. it's stupid. It's horrible. Oh. Um, I think it's a, a big pumpkin was trying to get rid of that leftover squashes, and they mm-hmm. went to mammals in America and said, hey, uh, we need to get rid of these squashes. You probably want to eat the banana cream pie leftovers after Thanksgiving and Christmas, so you make this pumpkin pie, tell your grandkids that it tastes good, say, mm-hmm, mammal says it's good, and then that's how pumpkin pie became a thing. It's, just, it's, a, it's mm. a terrible tasting, disgusting piece of... Basically, it has the consistency of cow poo, and it has the color of cow poo. <laughs> so it's, it's terrible. It's terrible. Okay, no. but you like it. I do. Okay? I do. So we no. fundamentally disagree with this. Sure. I I am you you have a speech writing service like a, a ad copy speech writing service. I'm coming to you now, and I got to give a speech before the uh, National Pumpkin Association, and I'm going to tell the National Pumpkin Association how much I hate the product pumpkin pie, and how much I, I'm going to speak truth to power here, and I'm going to go straight to big pumpkin, and I'm going to tell them to their face <laughs> that they're lying. I'm just telling you, I'm going to go straight to their face. I'm going to tell them they're lying, corrupt jack wagons that are foisting extra leftover squash on America. So I'm going to go to you who loves pumpkin pie, and I'm going to say, I want you to write my speech, Super Shoe, and it better be good. Well, okay. You can't compel me to do that. I can refuse exactly. to do that service for you. Yeah, Exactly. And and Colorado, the state of Colorado, knows this. And that's kind of the, this is the, the deeper point that's being made here by Gorsuch. He's saying, wait a minute, you said that it's not okay to compel somebody to write a speech if they're a speechwriter, but it is okay to compel somebody to do a specific design if they're a web designer. I could not, here, here's the thing, I could start a business tomorrow that sells website domains, and I can sell those website domains six ways from Sunday. But I don't have anything to do with making those websites. I couldn't design a website to save my life. That is an expressive, artistic endeavor that goes well beyond the scope of me just selling domain names, right? So if I open a domain name store, I got to sell domain names. Anybody wants it. But on the other hand, if I am, it, this is this is very clear to me. But I guess it's not clear to some people. Anyway, all right. So back on to the, the company audience. here says in no uncertain terms will they ever sell a company as a, a a product or a service to a same sex couple. And again, dude, just be better at your job. I'm not telling you, you have to agree with me. Just be better at your job. Just freaking know the facts. I mean, you're in front of the Supreme Court. This is like going to church on Sunday and wearing a hat in church. I mean, you're not supposed to do that, dude. Don't don't do that. Like, just have some have some professionalism here and, and know your facts, because I'm going to tell you right now, every one of these justices, right or left, they know the facts of the case. They know the facts of the case. Don't walk in there, Solicitor General of the state of Colorado, with a bunch of stupid crap that's not true. What they say is we will not sell to anyone, anyone, a, a message that I disagree with as a matter of religious faith, just as a speechwriter says, or the press release writer, the freelance writer says, I will not sell to anyone a speech that offends my religious beliefs. But here, they are defining their service by excluding someone based on their... That's their religious belief. 
Well, Colorado you can't change their religious belief, right? No, but but well, <laughs> if it's boy, that dude's in over his head. He's in over his head, and you can hear it. Um, I was thinking about if I used to write a column that was syndicated across the state of Kentucky. It was a political column, obviously right leaning, and. Uh, all of the newspapers that published it were left-leaning. It, it would be as if they came to me and said, you have to write columns that build the case for the worldview that we essentially espouse in our reporting. And not only that, but you can't, you can't, like, quit. <laughs> you can't refuse to do it. You, you, you have to do it. You're bound now to do it, and, and again, I want to, I want to, I want to make a strong distinction between providing creative services on a commission basis, meaning you're commissioned to do a project, versus selling widgets in a store. And and I, this is where I kind of get, I scratch my head at people that don't don't get the difference here, right? Like, I don't want to repeat analogies too many times, but you walk into a candy store. And the, the candy is what they sell. And they don't necessarily make the candy or design the candy. They just sell the candy to you. Um, there's no expressiveness. These are transactions. It's a transactional business. But you walk into an art gallery, and this is an entirely different thing. And the artist who owns the gallery that's displaying their pieces, you cannot compel them. You're an art gallery. You sell these paintings, right? Yeah, you must paint me a pink elephant. And maybe that artist doesn't like pink elephants, doesn't think that they they maybe they maybe they believe in realistic painting only and they don't want to paint a pink elephant because there's no such thing as a pink elephant and they don't want to paint it. And you're saying that they have to paint it because they they paint these other pictures and they sell them. Therefore, you have to paint the pink elephant whether you like it or not. You got to do it because I want a pink elephant. Not smart artists would be like, sure, I'll paint you a pink elephant. Here, $5,000, right? But that's 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 their choice. As Super Shoe said earlier, they cannot be compelled. Anyway, all right. Just uh, I just there's some really Super Shoe you did a great job with the audio on this because there's so Thank much you. to weed through. It just but that these are really compelling exchanges and would that we made children in school sit and listen to these kinds of conversations because whether you're on whether you disagree with me or you agree with me this is the kind of stuff that really makes you think on a deeper level and hopefully the supreme court rules the right direction and that is that they support free speech and free expression all right back to the uh, the issue that i told you we were going to talk about and by the way, 630 K how Denver's talk station, you can uh, text the show directly, 57739-57739, uh, and jump in the conversation. Um, Broomfield last week had a meeting. I warned you about this meeting. And on November 29th, they passed out of the first reading, which means it still has to get another reading. But still, th these are going to pass, especially if you look at the vote totals, because Complete Colorado had a piece that basically gave you the, the vote totals. They banned the sale of possession of rapid-fire trigger activators. And they banned 
uh, the possession or regulated the possession of unserialized firearms, also known as gu- ghost guns, kit guns, put together by hobbyists. Those two were passed unanimously. I'm, I'm just going to say one thing about this. I don't, I don't own a rapid-fire trigger activator. Um, I don't want to own a rapid-fire trigger activator. Um, I've shot one before, and it's not very accurate. It's fun, but it's not very accurate. But it's just like I, I can have just as much fun with, without one. Um, and with regards to the ghost guns, the passing of this does zero to stop someone who wants to use one of these in an act of crime, it does zero to stop it. There's nothing that will stop it. But there's a bigger point here, and I'll I'll get to that because there's there's actually a bigger game at play. So then they they establish they want to establish a 21 year old purchase for a firearm. You have to be 21 to purchase a firearm. I've told you this before. This past eight to two, I've told you this before. You give me a 21 year old voting age, I'll give you a 21 year to purchase a firearm. But you're not going to give me the 21 year old vers- voting age. So Shut the hell up. I don't know how else to put it as clearly as possible. That like shut the hell up. If if I can vote at eighteen, then I can buy a gun at eighteen. Stop it. Um, the next one and and this one is uh really makes me mad, um, because it's discriminatory in 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 all of its forms, and it's it's happening in all of these different cities. Uh, Boulder is doing this. Boulder did this. Longmont, uh, Lakewood is considering this. And this would be to require all firearms dealers in Broomfield to post signs and provide an educational notification where a firearm sale transfer occurs. So in other words, warning signs. So this is this is discriminatory because it's insulting. It's condescending. The core of this is not about saving lives. The vast majority of gun stores, gun ranges um, that you go to, they are plastered with firearm safety. If you go to a gun range, every gun range in the state of Colorado has a series of safety rules, and they post them. As a matter of fact, the vast majority of gun ranges that I've been into in the state of Colorado, um, some of them even actually make you watch a video about firearm safety before you can go out and shoot on the range. They have a range safety officer who can interrupt your shooting and tell you to stop because you're doing something wrong, can kick you out because you're doing something wrong. And they all make you... Uh, read at least the rules that are posted for the range. And some of them are quite lengthy. And some of them are actually long videos where you have to watch the video and it'll tell you all this stuff about safe handling of a firearm. In other words, the firearms community polices itself. For the most part, it polices the law-abiding firearms community. And I'm not talking about people that are out there getting involved in gang fights and stuff like that. But the law-abiding firearms community generally, by and large, polices itself which is one of the other reasons why they're doing this, because it's really only meant to disarm the law-abiding community. It's not meant to actually disarm criminals. If they wanted to disarm criminals, they would disarm criminals, right? Like they would actually enforce the law. They would actually go after criminals. But we're not going after criminals here. It's why we're number one in car theft. It's why we have a high level of carjackings. It's why we don't care about criminal activity here. All we care about is disarming law-abiding citizens. So this is an insult. It's condescending. It's judgmental. And it's discriminatory. No question. End of story. This is the other one I hate. I hate these two almost equally. Uh, Requiring a 10-day waiting period to purchase a firearm and requiring training in firearm use before the gun uh, can be transferred in the cell. So I I believe firmly and foremost in firearms training and safety and education and all that stuff. It's, It's a very important passion point for me. But because I believe in it doesn't mean that I get to determine that the the uh, 
the Second Amendment suddenly means uh, that the right to bear arms, according to how Leland thinks it should be done, shall not be infringed, right? Like, that's not what the Second Amendment says. The Second Amendment doesn't say uh, the right to bear arms, according to how Broomfield City Council sees fit, shall not be infringed, or according to how Boulder City Council sees fit, or the state legislature sees fit, shall not be infringed. It says shall not be infringed, period. A 10-day waiting period to purchase a firearm puts people in danger. Now, the stated reason for this is because they don't want people to commit suicide. Um, and that if you have to go to the gun store and you have to wait 10 days to get your gun, you might rethink committing suicide. That's the dumbest that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. First of all, if you're committed enough to offing yourself, and I don't want you to be that. I, 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 don't, I, I detest suicide. I think it's quitting. But if you're committed enough to offing yourself and being a quitter, that you'll go and buy a gun to do it, you will also go and dry, jump off a bridge. And I mean, in the state of Colorado, there's a lot of ways you can kill yourself without having to go have a gun because we have a lot of cliffs you can jump off of, right? Like, there's a lot of different creative ways that you can do it that probably aren't super painful because they're super quick. So, I mean, I, this doesn't make any sense. And, in fact, it's going to put people in danger because you have specifically women who have stalkers or who have uh, angry ex-husbands or angry ex-lovers who have decided that they're going to abuse them and they're going to come after them. And they're not going to wait till the restraining order, or excuse me, they're not going to wait. They're not going to, first of all, the restraining order isn't going to do anything. And they're not going to wait 10 days. Like, oh, I want it to be a fair fight when I go after my ex-wife. So I'll wait till she gets her gun first. That's not going to happen. So these are dumb. And then uh, prohibiting the open carry of firearms in public places passed unanimously. And prohibiting the concealed carry of firearms in city and county owned and operated places. That is a very bad and dangerous one because it's like, well, what defines city and county owned? Is it the sidewalk? Can you carry up and down the street? These are all questions that have to be considered. But there's a bigger issue here, and this is tied to it. And I'll give you the, the details of that when we continue. I am Leland Conway, 630 How Denver's Talk Station. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Kurt offers securities through Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC, and advisory services through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and Centennial Capital Partners are not affiliated. My friend Cameron Cambier is on the line with me now from Centennial Capital Partners. Most of the time, I like excitement. Bring me the rush, the adrenaline. But when it comes to investing, Cameron, we might really want this part of our world to be kind of boring. You really do. And a lot of people wouldn't really think of it that way, but somewhat, you know, they say, oh gosh, investing sounds so boring. I don't want anything to do with that. Well, guess what? If you fit into that box, you'd be a great investor because George Soros once said, if investing is entertaining, if you're having fun, you're probably not making any money. 
good investing is boring. And French philosopher Blaise Pascal, which I'm sure I'm butchering that, I apologize, but he once wrote, all of humanity's problems stems from man's inability to sit quietly in a room alone. Guys, boring is boring. It's not sexy. You can't brag about boring to your friends and coworkers. No one writes flashy success stories about normal people who diligently save and invest their hard-earned money. That's not sexy. Sexy is crypto. It's meme stocks, IPOs, and the life-changing amounts of money in a short period of time. And the people around you can also make you feel like you should be getting less boring with your investments because at times it can seem like everyone you know is doing better than you. But in reality, the group of investors who are outperforming at any given time, guys, it's constantly changing. It might be your friend one month, your coworker the next, and your crazy cousin six months from now. But to you, it just looks like more and more people are doing better than you. And now there's nothing wrong with outperformance. The, the way you achieve it's pretty important. And I'll talk about that more this week as well. But comparing yourself to those who are doing better than you will always leave you feeling worse. And the worse you feel, the louder things get until the noise is irresistible and you make an emotional decision or change. So there's a lot of benefits to the boring approach, but really it's the most efficient way to achieve long-term success simply because it reduces the likelihood of making a mistake when your normal emotional responses move you to do something you shouldn't. So Boring shouldn't be a part of everybody's life, but it should be when it comes to investments, guys. You know, I, I, I'm thinking about this and it kind of this message resonates with me because I remember my dad was very kind of a he's a wise man and is a wise man. But he had a friend that was forever trying to get rich quick. And my dad used to tell me, uh, you know, if you could really get rich quick, everybody would be doing it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it's like it, it was just kind of that temper your emotion. Look for the good investment. I love it. Uh, how do folks get a hold of you? Yeah, that's a great question, Leland. Guys, give us a call. We're at 303-584-1161. You can go to the website as well, which is com. That's K-U-R-T-C-A-M-B-I-E-R.com, and we'd love to help. Perfect. Centennial Capital Partners. And now, back to more Uncommon Sense with Leland Conway on 630 KHOW, Denver's talk station. It's a Jesus piece I wear, but I don't know. I don't know if it makes me whole. So understand this about the Broomfield story uh, and their attempt to come after gun rights. This is a coordinated effort across the front range, and it is also designed uh, to give, for lack of a better analogy, um, firing powder, if you will, to the state legislature. That. The, I don't think, and we talked about this with Ben Murray yesterday on the economic side, I don't think people have fully grasped just how bad of a disaster the midterm election was here in Colorado for your freedom, for your wallet, for your gun rights, and, and many other things down the line. This is going to be all of these things that you're – I was – looking at some articles and I've actually been talking to some people and I'm telling you right now, everything that is in those Broomfield, a version of that is going to be considered by the state legislature and probably passed. Uh, they, they're, they're already saying, um, they're already saying that they are considering a ban on assault weapons, so-called assault weapons. I mean, how do you even define that? Right. 
And if they define it as just an AR-15, they can just go back and redefine it later as something else. Any any semi-automatic, right? So this is this is because none of the, the, here's the argument they're going to make. Well, Broomfield has its rules, and Colorado Springs has their rules, and they're different, and therefore we need everything to be the same. So they're going to come full circle back to preemption, and they're going to be like to the state, they're going to be like, look it, because remember, preemption was about putting the burden on the government rather than the citizen. The law-abiding citizen shouldn't have to look up 336 different municipalities' laws on guns before they go to those municipalities. And that's how the law was written before. But the law is written now that those different governments should have the authority to do whatever they want when it comes to guns. That's how the law is written now. That's what changed when they took preemption out. And so now they're going to circle back to the same concept of preemption, and they're going to say, look, somebody in Broomfield is not allowed to buy a gun until they're 21, but they can cross over into the next city over or the next county over and or even two counties over, and they can buy it, and then they can come back, and we can't stop them, so we need the state to pass the law. And, of course, the same argument there holds from state to state, but that doesn't matter. The goal is to disarm you. That is the goal. So apparently, and I'm getting a lot of texts on this at 57739, 57739, that first reading... All of those rules passed. There's a second reading in Broomfield on January 10th, and that is when it'll become law. And what's interesting is all the reports that I have seen, and I've been getting emails and texts from people who are in Broomfield and who were at these meetings, is that the comments against these regulations was four to one, and these city council members didn't care. So you have a job to do in these different cities that are doing this, and that is to dedicate your time and effort over the next couple of years to ousting these elitists who think they know better how to defend yourself and your family. And that needs to be what we've got to be 100% dedicated to that over the next couple of years, to get these people fired from their elected positions. Because it's 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 insane, and the same I I have a feeling we're going to go through some dark times before they get better, because I think the state legislature is also coming for your guns, and I think we're going to see that in, in January right away. So I will be here using my bullhorn for as long as I have it to do everything I can to defend your right to choose for yourself how you defend yourself and your family. But I'm just one dude on one show on one microphone. The voters have to speak, and, and, and it's high time that Colorado voters stop voting for people who clearly go against their own thought processes. I mean, you could just look at the outcomes of some of the pro- propositions that we vote on and go, these people that are actually populating our legislature and our governor, they're not in line with what people tend to vote for most of the time, but it's like there's a disconnect there, and I don't know what that what's causing that, but we've got to dedicate ourselves to educating people and making this case, because our freedoms depend on it, 100%. All right, Super Shoe, help me settle a question here, okay? Okay. You ever loan money to a family member or a friend? Ever? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, so I got this email the other day at I Hate Leland Show at gmail.com, and they asked me to help settle this dispute, right? Because they had a family friend who had clearly hit hard times, but that that friend also has a solid reputation for flaking out when it comes to keeping their word and repaying their debt. So let's say they're guilting you 
and your entire family about letting them down and turning your back on them. And this is person said, that's where I am right now. And I'm in a position to help. Mm-hmm. But you know damn well that you'll never see that money come back. So since no one else can really help or is willing to, 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 uh, to decide, this person said all eyes are on them. And he said, it's hard to see me budging on this one. Am I wrong? It really feels like I'm the only one who will be on the losing side of this one. Mm. You want my opinion? Yeah, I uh, want to know your opinion. Uh, wanna, I'll give you mine, but yeah. I want to know what yours is. This is easy to me. There's, there's a hard, yeah, fast rule that I, I have when it comes to stuff like that. First of all, you got to be a person I would lend money to at all in the first place, which would be, be a, my friend, a close friend. I would say you would qualify or a family member. And if it's a, a dire can you, circumstances, can you lend me five bucks? right now, I can Venmo it to you. Sure. OK, cool. But here's the rule. <laughs> I, I will probably lend you any amount that I'm comfortable parting with, but I'll have two things that are kind of attached to that. One is because this person has a reputation in their past of not paying back loans or debts, and it's probably why they're in this position to begin with, I'll never count on seeing that money again. So don't even right. have that expectation, point one. Right. Right. Point two would be you get one. You get one free one. I'm here for you one time, but I'm not going to enable you. So I will lend you that money. I will give you that money. But don't come back to me for a second loan until you pay that first one off. And that's it. So aside from pumpkin pie, we're in lockstep because my I, I have this like staunch belief that you're responsible for your own actions. And uh, what I would do in this situation. OK. And if this person is listening, here's my advice. It's very similar to what you say. I mean, I, I'm like that, too. I tend to if somebody needs help. I, OK, I'll give you one shot, whatever. But as you point out, I, I don't have any people that I would consider to be a dear friend that has a solid reputation for flaking out now family members can be a little different right because you don't get to choose who your family is Um, but i would say first of all no one should be able to guilt you into parting with your hard-earned money number one and that if somebody is guilting you that's a sign of bad character on their part if you're in a bad spot and your solution to being in a bad spot is to guilt somebody who can help you you've already started off on the wrong foot so that's number one number two if you have a solid reputation for flaking out then the fact that I'm not going to give you this money is 100% on you. If I have a family member or a friend who's in deep need and they don't have a reputation for flaking out and making bad decisions, I'm not even going to loan them the money. I'm going to give it to them, and I'm never going to expect it back, and I'm going to tell them that up front. This is for you because I love you and I want to support you. So it's an entirely different thing. So if you have somebody that's literally guilting you, then this person saying that their, their initial reaction is to not loan the money Dude, you're in the right spot. Don't do it. Because all you're doing in that situation is enabling this bad behavior, right? Mm-hmm. And you're you're bowing to that manipulation. And again, people are responsible for their own actions. So they have to deal with this. And if you lose a friend over this, going back to what you said about not having friends that are that kind of people, then you've actually won. If you lose a friend because you won't loan them money when they have a reputation for flaking out, then you've actually won because that's a toxic person you should get out of your life. What do you think? Should should, should we do like a Dear Abby column? Yeah. I think the two of us could pull that off, right? I think so, and especially when we're in agreement like Siskel and Ebert, if they both thought a movie was good or thumbs down, <laughs> you, you tended to take that seriously. So right. you and I line up pretty well on this one. And I would just say again to the person asking, 
if you're having doubts to begin with and that's your gut instinct, it's probably the right one. Trust it and either don't lend the person the money or kind of go your route and say, hey, look, you get one. Here's one. I'll never expect it back. I'll be disappointed if they don't pay me back. But that's fine. That's one. Don't ever come asking me for money again. Not a second time. Thousand percent. So there you go. There's your advice from Leland and Super Shoe. All right. Here's the headline. Kel Cal, are you there? She was. She just sure. walked out, but she'll be oh, here. Oh, she just walked out. She'll, All right, be she'll be there. All right. Here's the headline again for those preparing for the Bad News Mad Lib coming up next. Uh, neither neither Super Shoe nor Kel Kel nor me, none of us have actually read the facts of this story. Here's the headline. Man in Grinch outfit assaults man in reindeer costume at company Christmas party. I'll give you the details coming up. On 630 KHOW, Denver's talk station. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus. You're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a... I can personally attest having grown having grown up in Saguaro country in southern Arizona that uh, there is no such thing as a cuddly cactus. I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> and if you don't give money to a deadbeat family member or friend, then uh, you are not a Grinch. Just saying. All right. You guys ready for the mad news, bad news, mad lib, or whatever the heck we call this thing? Yeah, I want to play the intro to make sure people know yeah, what it is. It. Okay. Yeah, here we go. All here right. It's time for the Bad News, Mad News Lib. Want to hear a good one? On 630 KHOW. All right. Here we go. All right. The headline, none of us, none of the three of us, Kel Kel, Super Shoe, myself, none of us have actually read the story. Nope. We only know the headline. And mm-hmm. the headline is, Man in Grinch Outfit Assaults Man in Reindeer Costume at Christmas Party. Mm. At Company Christmas Party. All right. Who wants to go first? Oh, Kelly. Oh, All right, Kel, okay. Kel. There's alcohol involved here. <laughs> of course. Um, there has to be. So I'm going to say the Grinch was a dude. The reindeer was a woman. There was an inner office romance. A little bit too much champagne got flowing. And the Grinch hit on another reindeer. Oh, a different reindeer. Okay. And there was a little bit of a uh, kerfluffle. Okay. So there was a fight between yeah. the reindeers, yeah. and what's being called an assault is actually the Grinch trying to break up the two reindeer. I think so. Is that- no, I think the Grinch yeah. was trying to get with both reindeer. Uh-oh. Oh, okay. Or, <laughs> Too or tiny. hit on another reindeer when the other reindeer saw. <laughs> But his heart is too small for two reindeer. <laughs> I don't know. It did grow two sizes, or was it three sizes too big? <laughs> three sizes too yeah, small. Yeah, three sizes yeah, too big right. at the end, so. At the end, yeah. <laughs> okay, Super Shoe. This is funny because I had a very similar, but it, there, there's a third party involved here, and it's it, directly a fight over said third party. There's a Cindy Lou Who 
that's dressed up as another one of the third co-workers who's been kind of making time with both of these gentlemen, the reindeer and the Grinch. They find out about it, and instead of confronting her, they go to blows trying to win her affections, kind of in that kind of time-honored tradition. Okay, okay. Both of you guys want to guess what state this happened in? Uh, I'm going to say Wisconsin. All right, Wisconsin. Uh, Kelly? Um, Texas. All right. Here's my guess. This is my guess. Mm -hmm. Happened in Tennessee. (laughs) They were having a party at a company party at the Jack Daniels Distillery. Oh, boy. Oh, no. And um, someone wearing a Grinch outfit had just been uh, jokingly informed but took it seriously that their their grandmother had been run over by a reindeer. Oh. Oh. At which point the Grinch assaulted the first reindeer it saw assuming that it was somehow related to the reindeer that ran over his grandma. Oh, my. Right. Oh, I think All our right. stories are much better. <laughs> Why? I think mine's much better because it actually involves two Christmas songs, not just one. Oh, that's true. All right. That's well, true. that's okay. All right. Actually, What's be the real three, story? Rudolph. Yeah, All right. Rudolph. The real story. Man in uh, Grinch outfits assaults man in reindeer costume at company Christmas party. Michigan police. Oh, man. We're called Michigan. to break up a fight. At a company Christmas party after a man dressed as the Grinch allegedly assaulted another man who was dressed as a reindeer. Unsurprisingly, police say the incident involved alcohol. The Grinch was arrested after police showed up at the Hotel Indigo and found the reindeer defending himself while the Grinch punched him over and over again. But it doesn't say why they started fighting in the first place. Was the reindeer using his hoofs? Uh, <laughs> have you seen that video of the hunter yeah, yeah, who thought the deer yeah, was dead well, and go. it wasn't and it kicked his ass? <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. It's all the cycle of life. Traverse City, Michigan. Oh, yeah. Two 30-year-old men. Uh, let's see. It doesn't say. It does not say. Just fueled by alcohol consumption and not the size of either man's heart. All right. Dan Kaplis is coming up next, and he is going to have another breakdown of the case of 303 Creative before the Supreme Court. I am Leland Conway. John Caldera tomorrow, 630 K-House, Denver's Talk Stadium. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.